Hello, hello, hello. We are back with Magically Mundane this week. I am so excited to be back with you guys as usual. Um, first off, it's motherfucking October. The content is about to be coming at you live, loud, and in color this month. I'm still working on getting those visuals out for you guys. So please be patient with me. Um, but with no further ado, I would like to go to episode two of the Elemental series. We're talking about water today. I love this element. I use it a lot in my craft. Um, I had a Pisces friend today tell me, you're doing this now, like why not save the best for last? I was like, slow your roll, slick. Slow your roll, earth is still a thing. Um, but uh, without any delay, i also like to introduce um, another special person I have with me today to help me talk about the element of water uh, in their uh, own practice as a new practitioner uh, who uses water as a medium. Brandon, take it away. Would you like to tell the people about yourself? Well, hi, I'm Brandon. I'm so happy to be here. It's my first time on a podcast, so Athens is definitely popping my cherry tonight, honey. Um, but yeah, I just oh god, <laughs> I love <laughs> I love the water. It's it's so fascinating to me. I think it's just really cool. I think there's so many things you can do with it. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Excited to be here. Okay, cool. Um, so what made you kind of choose the medium of water? I think for me, it's something that I kind of always felt connected to. I felt just, I gravitated to it, you know, like even being a child and thinking about just something like taking a bath. Like to me, that always felt like such a, not to be like cliche, but such a magical, like spiritual kind of experience. It felt, you know, it just felt, you just feel connected to something. And that was always like water to me. Like I love the Little Mermaid. I love the beach. And even before I even had gone to the beach, I loved just just the whole shtick of it all. I just live for it. Really? And you know, like, I think it's important to kind of be mindful of the things that you were attracted to as a child because it really shows up in like who you are as an adult, not just spiritually, but uh, even in like mundane terms as well. Like for me, uh, Brandon, you were mentioning like how you like felt like a spiritual connection, like bathing or like the Little Mermaid. And for me, as like a medium, I've always kind of been fascinated with the dead, the undead, uh, cemeteries, certain movies like The Nightmare Before Christmas was like always my my thing. Uh, so it's kind of like we have the roadmap as children, we just kind of lose it due to the due to the, the conditioning or the naysayers that we meet along the way to adulthood. Yeah, like go with <clears throat> what fascinates you. Like even as a child, if you feel like connected to this or if you find that I feel like something, you're always being drawn to that, like don't ignore it because it's gonna keep repeating itself throughout your life. So you have like that interest for a reason. Right, we're gonna follow our interest today. So to talk about water a little bit to start off with, of course, let's talk about the zodiac signs that are covered in watery goodness. So we have Scorpio, we have Cancer, and of course, Brandon's favorite, whoop, whoop, <laughs> Pisces. Oh yes, all my brothers and sisters, honey, we in here deep. Oh my gosh, <laughs> the fish speak. 
Yeah, Brandon's a Pisces, so, uh, and that's his sun sign, correct? Do you have water anywhere else in your big three? See, I have, my rising sign is Pisces, so basically I act like a Pisces and I look like one too, and that's kind of like my first impression. People say that I come off as shy, I'm quiet, um, very, um, soft, you know, everything that you kind of associate with a Pisces. So that's kind of the first impression that I give off. Um, but my moon sign is Libra. So like my emotions are a little different. I'm not so sensitive in that way. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Libra, come on balance. Hmm. Um, so using Zodiac signs, uh, as far as like water, what does that represent? So you can use uh, your zodiac signs in a plethora of ways when uh, doing spells. Uh, for number one, uh, as like a kind of like a uh, target lock or like something to lock on to uh, magically. That's why people always say never give a witch your full birth chart because we can so use that shit against you to lock our spell onto you with more accuracy. So, oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like. That's why it, uh, certain guys, like, there's a whole meme going around online, like, don't give that girl your full birth chart, because, like, she'll put a spell on you because she literally has, like, your cosmic name. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't know. Well, I mean, that makes sense, because it's like, don't give everybody everything, you know? You got to keep keep a little bit for yourself, you know? Don't... Right. It's like it's like a tag lock. It's called a tag lock. Um, and it's like, like attracts like, or like with like, uh, sympathetic magic where it's like if I was to take like a piece of your hair that would be a tag lock or if I was to take your birthday that would be a tag lock and they can use like those you know big three to fuck you up or 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 make you uh come towards them like a love spell or something like that so you heard it here first folks do not be giving everyone your birth chart so a tag lock is basically <clears throat> like something from someone that you can use to kind of Aim the magic too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's why we always like say like, you know, some pra practices they burn their their hair, like they don't let like pieces of their hair like just fall places, or some people won't tell you like their birthday, or they won't you know even let you touch them because sometimes touching someone can even be like a tag lock. Um, that's why like some people like I don't hug everyone. Um, that's mm -hmm. not water, but I feel like that's a good thing to mention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, as far as like water goes though, like, uh, some other stuff, but water, you can think of like creatures that you can call upon or spirits that you can call upon to help you achieve your, uh, working if you want to work with this particular element. So of course, and I have to say this first, especially with all the controversy in the media right now about, uh, mermaids. Uh, oh, God. The, uh, hush, hush, child. Don't, don't go into that on this podcast. <laughs> Look, don't get me started. I listen, because I felt it in your spirit. But Brandon loves Little Mermaid, and he does love the new casting. Love is an understatement. So let's put some positive energy out there about how do you feel about the new Little Mermaid. I'll give you 30 seconds. Go. I mean, I live for it. I feel like Ariel is a fictional character. I feel like she can be whoever the fuck she wants to be. She was a white girl with red hair and we lived for her. But now she's given us chocolate, she's given us melanin and that's okay too. She's given us some locks and 
we're gonna live for it too. And she's gonna give us some voice. And I feel like, let her live, shit. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I let him go on that spiel. I knew that was something he's passionate about. Um, if somehow the actress hears this, what would you like to tell her? I'll just be like, Hallie girl, you in that thing, do you. You gonna slay it down boots, mama. Boots. And we're gonna be in there supporting you deep and fuck all the mother hoes with the unseasoned <laughs> salt and pepper ass. Okay, this episode was brought to you by the LGBTQ. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. Per. Per. Period. House down the boots fish. <laughs> okay, serving fresh flounder. And tilapia realness. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. All right, so yes, uh, you can summon uh, these uh, water spirits to help aid you in your uh, magical workings. Um, as far as mermaids, that's a very broad term because, you know, a lot of different cultures see mermaids so differently. You know, some mermaids are presented as sirens that uh, lure sailors to, like, their watery death. Uh, in the Caribbean, there's stories of young people being kidnapped by mermaids and taken to the bottom of the ocean where they teach them magic and then bring them back to land. And when they come back to land, they're mute. They can no longer speak. And you know, the the real okay. Little Mermaid, like the true actual story, the mermaid is like a green monster with green skin and just, you know, like she's nothing like what we see on Disney. So like you said, there's a lot of different images of what a mermaid or merman looks like. Right, uh, historically speaking, there's a lot of different, you know, folklore, even with vampires, like vampires, mermaids, a lot of this, uh, every culture has like their own representation of what a mermaid would look like. But I guess for like, for today's purpose, if I was to say like I was a, a sea witch or a water witch, someone who works with water, and I'm calling someone to, you know, find me attractive or alluring, which I'm not saying you should, but I'm just saying if I was, um, I may call upon the energy of sirens, you know, um, like a siren song spell to get this person uh, to kind of come towards me in that way or find me beautiful or attractive or find my energy attractive. Um, that's how you would use like that type of spirit in your working. Um, there's also something called the undines. I've heard undines or unidines. It's like they're water uh, creatures. Like they are literally the epitome of the water element. Greek philosophers thought of them as like female water spirits, you know, that also sing above water. So I find it interesting that water and like singing uh, goes hand in hand in a lot of these stories. Well, I feel like singing is something that flows. It has like a rhythm to it, or it can, it doesn't have to. Well, yeah, I guess it does. It has a rhythm and I feel like water is kind of similar, like water flows. It has like a rhythm, whether it's rough, whether it's gentle, fast or slow. So. I don't think that's like a coincidence for that happening. I feel like because the two share a lot of similarities. You know, and it's not just uh, that, which brings up a good point. It's not just like the rhythm, but water has a very feminine energy. Uh, a lot of cultures uh, see water as feminine energy. 
And um, you think feminine energy, you also think beauty and love. And I find that uh, music has always been used to like convey like love or, or um, you know, that kind of, you know, that type of energy, like that love energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you talk about the divine feminine, what is the divine feminine? The, the divine feminine is also, it's beauty and love, but it's also, it could be ruthless or, or merciless. And what element shows that better than water? Like the sea can be a place of life and peaceful, mm-hmm. like a stream, mm-hmm. or it can be like crashing like waves. So like that duality, you know, is there. So I think that's- Oh yes, one. honey. She's she's a verse queen and we live for her. Oh my God. <laughs> she, she does whatever you want her and she's, oh yes, you know? Not whatever she wants. The water's not a hoe. <laughs> But I, but I mean, like, like you said, <laughs> and when you think of an ocean, it can be still as I don't know, still as fuck, still, and then it can be as rough, you know, like tidal waves and all that. So, like you said, like the water can be a lot. It, it's it's balanced. Mm-hmm. It's very it's very balanced. Um, another creature, um, well, of course, sea creatures in general, you can use in your magical workings. Um, so, an example I was thinking about myself earlier when I was uh, coming up with this podcast um, was, of course, on land, witches use porcupine needles or quills uh, as protection magic. And some of them may put them inside like their doorways or stuff like that. And I was like, hmm, what's an undersea porcupine? And I was just like, oh, wait, you have like a whole blowfish or like a pufferfish, like like Miss, uh, Miss Pearl from SpongeBob. Or, or a sea urchin. Or a sea urchin, that's true, mm-hmm. a sea urchin. And I was like, if I was a sea witch and I wanted to connect more with the element of water, I would like go to like some of these novelty shops and maybe get like a piece of sea urchin or a piece of like, or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like something like that to channel that spirit of that creature into my working. If I want my aesthetic or my energy to be solely water based, mm-hmm. you know? Like you could use sand, you could use shells. Like I remember one time when I was younger, I went to Jamaica and I went snorkeling and, and I still have it to this day. I kept like a conch shell, really big conch shell that the guy cleaned off for me and I always kept it. But even now that's something that I want to use in my practice because it's so like representative of like the water and all of that. So, you know, you can use anything that's associated with it. And also in magic, it's also good to hear the folklore behind things. I believe that there was a story about like with uh, conch shells or shells, um, that they were always known to tell the truth or they were always known to whisper sometimes like the name of your true love. So maybe if you're doing like a spell to hear the truth in a situation and you're divining by divining as in, you know, using spiritual means to get an answer and you're putting the shell up to your ear after you answer your question, you may hear a whisper of the answer that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the ways. And that's why I said it's always nice to study the history of things to see how you can use it in your practice, no matter what element you're working with. Find out the folklore for what you're using, and I guarantee you, it will work for you in your practice. Because I, t- I find like everything has a meaning and everything has like a history, like you say, and it's never just like, this is that thing. Like it's always something more behind it. Mm-hmm. And this, boys and girls, which is called correspondences. <laughs> oh, yes, honey. Correspondences. Um, besides creatures, um, 
Another thing I think uh, it's good to know about water is the types of spells that some people may use uh, for uh, magic. So, uh, for example, you may have like um, love spells. Water is like that loving energy I was talking about earlier. So sometimes people use water for love spells, like certain glamour magic to make yourself look more pleasing or appealing to the opposite sex. Some people may uh, enchant a bottle of perfume, which is water. Some people may um, use water around a candle for their spell as a conduit to kind of call in that, that beauty, that mm-hmm. energy for stuff like that. Uh, as far as me for love spells, the only type of love spell I've done with water for myself is a self-love spell. And I did like a self-love ritual bath where I cleanse the bathtub area with sound and uh, incense. And then I put water in the tub and I also put like rose petals on top of the water uh, and lavender for positive energy. Uh, water is a great, 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 great conduit for, uh, for love energy. It's love, beauty. It's very Venus, Venus energy. Um, and why do you, why do you think that? Uh, I'm a really firm believer that things have always told us what they are meant for. Uh, Historically speaking, the story that comes to mind uh, in Greek philosophy was the story of Aphrodite. She was born from sea foam. Mm -hmm. Why would the goddess of love be born from sea foam? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, Um, okay. Or like Oshun. Oshun is the goddess of the sweet waters. And Oshun was thought to be very beautiful and and alluring. So it's like, there's always been people telling the story of beauty coming from the ocean or love coming from the ocean. Or I I feel like our ancestors, like people that came before, all people that came before us, they see the pattern and it just keeps repeating. And it's like, as above, so below. and that can mean what happens in the physical realm happens in the spiritual realm and vice versa. But there was a new translation of that that I learned, which was very interesting. The spiritual realm and the physical realm are just the same. They are one and the same. And that's why what happens here happens happens there. I know that's deep, but I was just like, it's just very interesting to me, you know, how everything that's been is still being repeated over and over again. So basically what you're saying is that water science, we got love all up and through us. Okay, got it. I'm also saying water <laughs> science can also be chaos and, <laughs> and, and and bring everyone to the bottom of the ocean. We've all seen Titanic. I'm just... <laughs> oh gosh, okay. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, but another type of uh, spell that uh, water is uh, good for is healing. Healing uh, spells work so well with the element of water. Like, I, I, I live by this. Um, if I ever feel sick or I'm, you know, feeling a little under the weather, weather, I would put a bowl of water with salt underneath my bed and I'll enchant it, saying like a quick chant. And then I'll, you know, sit it there and the next morning I'll dump it out. And like... And I feel like, yeah, and I feel like, like you said, I think you mentioned this, water is like such a good medium it's just 
it's such a great medium. You can use it for this, you can use it for that, you know? And I think about like, when you say healing, like what do we use to cleanse ourselves? We use soap and water. So, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like the, the reasoning behind that, it's so healing just because, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's- You're saying, yeah. basically kind of like what I was saying, like when people talk about the microcosm or the macrocosm or as above, so below, Mm -hmm. um, whatever you use something for in the physical realm, right? That's probably what you use it for in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. So if you cleanse yourself with water physically, you can cleanse yourself with water spiritually. Mm -hmm. um, so um, for any new witches out there who are learning, you know what elements mean for them or what other ingredients, you know what it's so beneficial to not just go to Google and be like, hey, what does this ingredient do? Or what is it? Sometimes just sit with yourself and ask yourself, what do I use this ingredient for in my mundane life? And then you'll find out what I use this ingredient for in my magical life as well. That's a good point. Yeah. Because <clears throat> like that made me think of like peppermint. Like we use peppermint sometimes when we want to I don't know, kind of uplift the mood, I guess. And I think peppermint does that. Like it raises vibrations. It it kind of raises energy. So I don't know. I could be full of shit, but I think so. No, like oh my god, I actually <laughs> I actually had like a whole proud witch witch moment because I was like, oh my god, peppermint is used to raise vibration. Peppermint is actually used to raise vibration. Like he just thought about that like in that moment. So it's like, but peppermint is used to raise vibration. Like. If I'm feeling depressed or sad, there's been a lot of days where I make a lavender and peppermint candle. And lavender is positive energy. And the peppermint raises the vibration inside my space. And I'll dress the candle with olive oil first and I'll roll it inside of those herbs and I'll light it in my room. And literally, immaculate vibes. It really does like change the vibration of a, of a room. So yes, that is actually, that's actually very good. Like, I like that point. Okay, two points for Pisces. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh um, I think like is anything healing? Like healing wise, um, I was gonna say like I also did a healing spell for a friend once, uh, where I activated a petition. And if you don't know what a petition is, it's like your spell request to the universe. That's just my definition. Mm -hmm. So I, I wrote in the petition that my friend's body, mind, spirit was healed uh, in, the, in his particular situation. And I folded the paper away from myself because I was sending the energy towards him. And mm -hmm. then I put it inside the water and the way the paper unfolded was like very interesting to me. And he ended up being helped out in his particular situation. So never underestimate the, wa the, the water um, as a healing conduit. Or as Brandon said, water is a good conductor of energy in general. Mm -hmm, right. Water is a great conductor of energy. Like you can think like electricity, what happens when electricity goes into water? It, 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 it's, mm -hmm. you know, uh, myself, which is moving on to like my next type of spell, water is good for psychic awareness. And water is also known to be the element of intuition. People who have water in their sign are very intuitive people. Um, and I can honestly say, I think water divination was like one of my first divinations that I was very fascinated with. It's, you get a bowl of water 
and you look into the bowl uh, until you start seeing the images that you uh, are basically asking for or divining, like, what's the question? Um, now, I've heard different ways of doing this. I've heard some people who just look into a bowl of water that's been, like, cleansed and, uh, I guess, set apart. I'm saying set apart for their magical workings. Like, you wouldn't use a regular Cheerio bowl for this. This is, like, mm -hmm. a bowl that you've... Con <laughs> this is a bowl that you've consecrated and you've made special for divination purposes, and they'll look into the water for answers, kind of like a crystal ball. Mm -hmm. Or some people like to add fire with this, and they'll have like a candle in front of the bowl to look into the bowl and let the light of the candle mm -hmm. mix with the water. And then some people also will take the bowl of water outside on a full moon and let the moonlight hit the water while they're looking into it for answers. I think that's very beautiful. Isn't that like really cool? Oh yeah, it's real fancy. It's fancy. Mm -hmm. Like a nice silver bowl and you're looking for answers. Like, why is nigga cheating on me? Or <laughs> is this nigga cheating on me? <laughs> oh my gosh. Hmm. Okay, side note. I know I said the N-word just then, but in case you did not know and if you have not known already, Athen is a brother. <laughs> blackity black black up in here. Blackity, please don't turn me off. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What? I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, but uh, psychic awareness and water is very uh, is very real, and I love using that water, uh, using water as a uh, medium, uh, as a medium. Um, sometimes with my clients, I'll I, this is my method. I may have my hand inside of the water. Like I have like a little bowl that I use, and they put their hand in it as well. And then we will lock hands with the with the two dry hands. And for me, that helps me kind of get like a better connection with their guides or who I'm speaking to. And I shit you not, I've had moments while doing that to where like when the spirit says something serious or, or kind of sad, the water would get very cold. Or if the spirit was more jolly or happy, the water would get very hot in almost like an instant. And I've had people tell me, how the hell did the water just change temperatures like that? Like, why did it go from bone chilling to cold to now it's really, 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 really hot? Mm -hmm. It's because water is a very powerful conductor of not just physical energy, but spiritual energy as well. So I was like, I thought that was interesting. And that's hinted at in a lot of movies. Uh, have you ever seen John Constantine? With like Kinu Reeves, no. he's like a demon hunter, and to get to hell, they had to kind of submerge themselves underwater. Okay, I can see that though. Yeah, because water can also be thought to open portals to different places. Yeah, reminds me of American Horror Story. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. There's a scene on, Apoc on Apocalypse where the new Supreme has to sit in the tub and she uses the tub of water to go back in time so that's that reminds me of that so yeah that makes sense oh yeah there's a lot of places in hollywood where they've used water as like a portal to either another time or place mm -hmm. uh even in once upon a time uh on abc uh mermaids have the ability to open portals underwater oh fancy yeah like art imitates life i'm telling you this this is all like interesting how it all has like a full circle mm-hmm um, but last, I think the uh, other use for water that I think is really good for spell work is purification. You know, we talk about cleansing, mm -hmm. um, but water is such a good uh, element to purify a space or yourself, 
to wash away old things. Mm -hmm. um, running water is thought to be amazing at cleansing things, running water. Um, so one of my first spells that I created in my own book of shadows was a chant that I came up with to chant while I was inside the shower to wash off any negative energy uh, that may have gotten on me during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I am a huge warrior board. So I'm like, I would say something like along the lines of, I'm happy, blessed, and gay, let water wa wash the stress away. <laughs> or, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. But like, so side note, rhyming raises energy and rhyming can also direct your intention so you're raising energy and you're directing an intention while using the element of water to wash away what you're asking it to wash away so i need to be channeling my dr seuss channel your dr seuss okay, got it right i'm trying i'm trying to make it easy for the people you know I'm trying to give y'all some cliff notes <laughs> you know yes rhyming is pretty self-explanatory though well, you know, you gotta. Who didn't get rhyming? <laughs> and I'm sorry if you didn't get rhyming. But <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. But yes, rhyming is a way uh, to raise uh, that energy and power. And I'm coming up upon my 30 minute mark, so I'm gonna put a little break and pin into this, and we'll come right back. And the next part of this episode, I will be teaching you guys one of my water spells that you can use in your day-to-day -day life and i'll be uploading a visual for that soon as well all right we'll be right back with the second half and the final part of Magically Mundane for this episode. So I want to give you guys a spell that I like to use uh, to cleanse my home of negative energy. And I know the previous spell was also cleansing the home, but listen, you it's 2022. You have to cleanse your house of something. Um, mm, okay. So here is a watcher way for you to cleanse your home and also bring in positive energy. Um, it is a simmer pot. A lot of witches know what simmer pots are, but if you don't know what a simmer pot is, it's basically where you, um, basically you're combining the element of fire and water, uh, of course on a stove or some type of thing that makes heat, uh, to boil uh, the ingredients or the correspondences in a pot to achieve what you're trying to achieve inside of the home. Um, I think this is a very cozy, uh, type of magic and also very like simple and uh, mm -hmm. something that you can kind of do while you're in the broom closet like everyone can just think you're making a tea right. um, plus it's gonna have your house smelling good you know so I mean it's a win-win it's a win-win it's a fall it's a fall time win um, so to do this uh, of course you need a pot of water um, if you want to cleanse your magical ingredients you can always use sound cleansing by ringing a bell over the pot and the water first, or uh, clapping over the water of the pot, uh, smoke cleansing the pot with like incense. Uh, always cleanse your stuff first, okay? Next, what you're gonna do is 
You're gonna add in these particular ingredients. And for today's simmer pot, we're making a simmer pot to um, banish negative energy while also bringing positive energy into the home. So you're gonna use some lavender for positive energy. You're gonna use some cinnamon to increase the power of this spell. Cinnamon is great for increasing power. Um, orange for happiness or joy and time to banish evil. And for the people out there that may not have, you know, the fresh ingredients, if they have like an essential oil, can you use that too? Or would you recommend not using that? Essential oil is essentially a very concentrated version of the same ingredients. So yes, I would still use uh, an essential oil if that's all you have. However, do not drink that. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. And wash out your pot. Wash out your pot after if you're going to use essential oils. That's a good question. Um, yes, essential oils do work. Do not ingest it. They are very concentrated, and you will most likely be in the ER or dead. So please, don't yeah. drink. You know, just just hold it a few feet away, and, and don't don't put your face in it, and you know, every all will be all right. All will be okay, because we don't want to send you to, to the ER uh, this this fall or, or winter season. Um, so yes, uh, the ingredients again were lavender, cinnamon, orange, thyme, and while you're going clockwise, sorry, counterclockwise around your home with this steam. Some people leave it on like the stove in the, in the middle of the home and just do it that way and let the vapor just fill the house and that's how they cleanse with the doors open and stuff. But for me, if I wanted to add more intention to this spell, I would personally open all the doors and windows. I would go counterclockwise from the front of my house all the way around counterclockwise with the steaming pot and let it fill up all the little spaces and while it's filling up all the spaces, I would be stirring the pot counterclockwise because counterclockwise is banishing. Mm -hmm. So you're banishing the negative energy or, or, or evil spirits from your home while uh, you're going clockwise. And then once you make it back to the front door again, you're gonna close the door this time and you're gonna stir the pot clockwise to attract in the positive stuff that's inside of this pot like the joy, the peace, you know, cinnamon's in there too. So you can also say abundance and mm -hmm. say joy, peace and abundance lives here as you're going around the house clockwise this time and you're stirring the pot clockwise to bring in uh, that positive energy into the place or filling up the place of positive energy. Because a lot of times people cleanse their home, but they don't fill it up with anything after. So speak and also, I guess, speak to whatever you're doing. Like if you're going counterclockwise, speak to whatever you want to banish or just speak to banishing period. And I guess when you're going clockwise, speak to whatever positivity you want to attract is what you're saying, right? Right. Okay. So especially, it's and, and also remember, these ingredients are not set in stone. If you're trying to attract um, I'm trying to think. If you're trying to attract, let's say, uh, money into your home or abundance, cinnamon is great for that. Mm -hmm. So you should have an ingredient in the pot that corresponds 
with what you're trying to attract. You know, uh, rice is also known for abundance. So in your simmer pot, you rice is very common too. You can put rice inside of the simmer pot uh, and be like, I'm attracting abundance in this house with, you know, that rice water. I wonder if that's why they throw rice at weddings. I always wondered why they throw rice. Maybe that's why. For abundance? Yeah. You know how they throw rice at a wedding? That would make sense. That was for something. And I could have sworn it was for cleansing or something like that. I always wondered why. Just a random thought. Who knows? <laughs> I, I didn't do research on that before this podcast. I have no... <laughs> I have no everlasting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so when doing a simmer pot, it's always good. The element of water. It's always good to know uh, the ingredients that you're putting in the pot and why you're putting them inside of the pot. And also, a big part of that is knowing that stirring counterclockwise is banishing, stirring clockwise uh, is attracting. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really that simple. A lot of uh, my kitchen witch friends love simmer pots. It's like a go-to thing for their life. Um, and if you want to make it more spell-like instead of just cleansing, uh, some people will take a petition, like I was mentioning earlier, like a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and they'll write on it what they're attracting inside the simmer pot. Like if they say good health and they have like ingredients that correspond to good health, they'll fold, they'll write good health, I have good health, or I am in good health in present tense, I am in good health. And then they'll add like a tag lock, like a piece of their hair inside the paper, or they'll write their name three times or however many times they want to over I am in good health. Mm -hmm. And they'll fold that paper towards themselves and they'll drop it in the water and they'll stir the pot clockwise to attract that good health towards themselves. Isn't that like really like, I think that's really cool and intricate, I don't know. Yeah, it is, it It is. is. It is like, that's another way you can kind of use uh, water to kind of stir up the energy towards yourself. And a lot of people don't realize this, kinetic energy is also spell energy. Right. So you using your own energy to physically stir a pot is adding energy to the spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So kinetic energy, uh, don't sleep on it. Use it in your spells. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna weave. Uh, it's okay though. Uh, that concludes the spell uh, at the end of this uh, watery episode of Magically Mundane. Thank you so much, Brandon, for coming on the show today and helping me out with this episode. Did you have fun? I did. This is my first podcast, and I'm glad I could bring a little drip to the magically mundane. Okay, we're logging off now. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening again uh, and just supporting and being so so loving uh, to me towards uh, what I'm doing with this podcast. Um, I hope today uh, taught something new for experienced practitioners and uh, some of the newcomers. This is for everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, always add a little magic to your life. See you guys next week. Hey, it's Athan. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please follow me on Instagram at magically underscore mundane podcast or on my Facebook page at magically mundane podcast.
And remember, always add a little magic to your life.